0: Eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up. With Ray G, you honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Monday, April the 11th, 2022, and y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. It's your boy Ray G, brought to you by our good friends prize picks yes the mlb season is here jay i'm excited i actually turned on baseball i'm like watching it now that we're into uh the sports betting prop betting realm um really fun really exciting again if you're in arizona use the promo code wake up dollar for dollar match up to 100 bucks uh subscribe to the podcast feed subscribe to the youtube channel hit the thumbs up button like it engage with the good people in the comments jay My good friend, my brother from another mother. How you doing from Canada, man? How you doing today? Canadian Jay Rich. How you doing, big dog?
1: (laughs) I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, it's funny you mentioned baseball. I was watching the Red Sox-Yankees last night. I almost threw on the Red sox jerseys this morning to remind Yankee fans that they ain't shit, but, Mm. you know, I decided to wake up, not choose violence, decided to play it calm, cool, collected, even though I was freaking out a little bit, because our boy at ESPN, Jordan Reed, dropped a mock draft. We're going to talk about it today. I'm excited, man. Seven rounds. You know, every mock draft we've done, Cameron Williams hasn't been in any of them, but I can promise you, promise the people today, he's gonna be drafted so
0: so let's that's a good let's, sign say, for our boy let's say good morning to the people real quick i cannot forget the people jeff first person to comment good morning to you good sir uh we got shane joe marlon james always in the building matt bruning brandon gc our boy brandon gonzalez mike a always in the building fizzle dollars in the building k n gretchen good morning how are you doing joe our girl one of the first ladies of destination davy how you doing big girl how you doing well let me not say you know i say big dog big girl that's a term of endearment right that's my big dog can't call her big dog. She is a big dog, but you know what I'm saying. Joe, good to see you in the building. Big Shy in the building. Row, row. Uh, Dan, uh, Dylan, uh, John's in the building. Man, a lot of good people. Ty Gump, good morning to you. Patrick Price always here. Jay uh, Jay Peters. Good to see, good to see y'all, and yes, as my friend Jordan said, we're going to take a look at Jay Reed, a friend of mine, um, mentor in the space, ESPN, um, just a fantastic analyst, fantastic draft mind, fantastic football mind. Uh, We're going to take a look at the fantasy relevant players from his mock, we'll link the mock in the description, make sure you pay for his dope content, so we're not going to go through the whole thing, you got to check that out, but he did give us 262, 263 picks in this mock. And uh, this is this is where we're at. This is what we're going to be doing for the next two and a half weeks. The NFL draft is, I think, Jay, like 16 days away, something like that, 17 days away um, from the actual NFL draft. So we're this close. We're almost there. And at this stage of the process, it's it's banana land right now. Um, yesterday, the big topic of discussion was Drake London, and his ability to separate and doesn't matter in whose data is messed up. And what does a contested catch even mean? Uh, you know, I'm seeing Zamir White as RB1. Some people are throwing that out. I was on the Future Cast with Cody Carpenter. Uh, shout out to Player Profiler and Roto Underworld. We had a conversation about Kenny Pickett and quarterback value. And then for those of y'all who were on the stream on Thursday, Jay, it feels like decades ago that we did that show where I lost power. So if you were tabbed in oh, on gosh. Thursday and you were wondering what happened and why we had to do two shows, Well, they're still building in the subdivision that I live in, and apparently they hit a line, something like that. Boom, Power's out for like 30 minutes. Jay and I came back and did another 45-minute show after the fact. So hopefully, fingers crossed, no power outage. No, it's not cheap internet. Yes, I did pay my bill. I promise you somebody outside is the one who cut the power off. Um, But, Jay, um, there was some news uh, that that came out of the NFL this past weekend. I think it's the, the biggest piece of news. Quite unfortunate, man.
1: Yeah, like you said, um, unfortunately, the past few days, we learned that uh, Dwayne Haskins, Pittsburgh Steelers, passed away in an unfortunate accident. And, you know, you see the ripple effect and the people that he touched. You know, you see his Ohio State teammates coming out, putting out statements. You see the videos of him walking through the Ohio State locker room. It's just sad, man. It's just breaks my heart to hear someone like that again for both of us even for me like I'm only 28 he's four years younger than me like he's almost the same age as my brother man like it's just regardless of what you think about him as a player like that's a man that's a person he's got a family he's got loved ones like just can't do anything but wish the absolute best for his family uh, his teammates everyone who supported him to that point. Cause the man was literally living all of our dreams. Most people's dreams of playing in the NFL and playing at a high level. Uh, You can't disrespect anyone like that. And, you know, we see a few people put out things that uh, weren't so nice about Dwayne Haskins, but uh, nothing the best for Dwayne Haskins, his family and uh, his teammates and everyone impacted by his death.
0: Well said, man. And like you said, I I don't, it's a life, man. I don't give a shit what he did on the football field. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care if he was a holiday your, your your life is not measured or the value of your life isn't measured by how successful um, you were on a football field or how successful you were in your job. You know, that's a son, that's a brother, that's a nephew, that's a friend, um, that's a son, you know, and that's what's most important. And to see um, anybody, you know, lose their life in a tragic way like that um, so early, it's just very sad, you know. You see the news and you see the video of him as a kid, man, saying that, like he had the seven Haskins jersey on. Yeah. Saying like I'm gonna play here. Like I'm going to school here, I'm going to college here. He had to have been what, like eight years old um at yeah. the time and to actually fulfill that dream at the at the highest level. Like only one percent of like less than one percent of people get to play um, collegiate sports and to play at the highest level and be drafted as a first round pick and play in the NFL. Um, as you said, that's a dream that we've all had, right? Man, I wish I can go out there and, and see what it's like. Um, so very, very tragic news, rest in heaven, Dwayne Haskins. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just want to send thoughts and prayers, um, to his family. And I think it's a good reminder to us. It's, it's crazy how death just reminds us how fragile, you know, life is and how precious each moment is and how, We don't know, you know, you never know. So you got to live it to the fullest. You got to enjoy it. You got to appreciate every moment that you're here. Um, Make good impacts on people, man. Be good peoples. Be good peoples is my, is sort of my mantra, man. Be good peoples and, um, you know, just try to live life the best you can. So uh, shout out to um, to everybody out there who have a lot of positive things to say about Dwayne Haskins and those who don't. Maybe you guys should look yourselves in the mirror. Um, but as we talked about going in the show, and uh, Joe kind of said it uh, earlier on in the chat. I'm trying to pull it up on the screen. Um, here it is right here. She said, this period right here is where people start planting false seeds for the upcoming draft. It's just, it's insane. I mean, it's, it, it, we went from, it, it's the the evolution of the draft, Jay. We go from, it's a three-headed race at running back. It's Hall, Spiller, Walker. And then it sort of separates itself, and then it's Hall by himself, and then maybe Walker by himself, and then Spiller a little bit later. Now it's gone complete kamikaze, and now it's like I'm seeing stuff pumped the brakes on Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker's RB1, Zamir White's RB1, hell, James Cook. It's just, it's starting to get... It's starting to get crazy. Um, and this is where I always talk about and I preach. Be mindful of the content you consume because um, you, you listen to this person. Now, Kenny Pickett sucks. This part like it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. So um, we are going to take a look at the seven round um, NFL mock draft by Jordan Reed. These these are Really good exercises. And I think this one, man, if we do a mock based on these landing spots, this one would be quite interesting. I think we've got Thursday. to do this on Thursday, especially with Thursday. This one. So this mock was just released, Jay, what? An hour, hour ago? Hour and a half ago. Hour and a half ago. Um. Uh, do you want to just get into it? I mean, we got a super chat right here. I got, I got to do this. We got to start off. We didn't have any super chats last week. We got to start it off. Two dollars for you, Jay. You are starting the week off on a good foot. Uh, for this the one's for you, man. And, oh, this is for yes. Thank you. I this will. You. I will apply this. Thank you, Ty. I will apply this to That's the That's about to the, fifty to the cents company. USD. So yes, yes. Have fun yes. with that that i that every dollar counts i am i am there positive gq today positive gq every dollar counts um but let's uh let's get in it ray uh, cody said did you hear the pod on the athletic i sure did i did listen to <laughs> it uh can we start ray g db1 um i still can backpedal man i'm i'm going to run a 40 I, I want to show people i don't know why people don't think i'm i'm athletic man i i, I don't i don't get this one jay but let's dive into this mock man and um Let's start it off, fantasy-relevant players only. Jay, you want to kick us off round one? What do we have the first couple of picks in
1: uh, round one per Jordan Reed? So, first pick, two overall. We've been seeing it, and he mentioned it in his breakdown. You know, you either love it or you hate it. Malik Willis at two to the Detroit Lions. And the next pick, following it up, we've seen this a ton, Kenny Pickett to the Carolina Panthers It almost feels like it's going to happen at this point, right? You know, and if for some reason you don't think he's going to go there, we'll see. But Kenny Pickett to Carolina? David Tepper, Pitt alum, it just seems inevitable. Malik going to Detroit, we'll see what happens. But again, these are the two top two quarterbacks, the only two quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And then the next two picks, you've got Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State Mm -hmm. University to the New York Jets. You know, it's kind of between him and Drake London right now as to whether or not who's going to go there at 10. And then you have Drake London going at 11 to the Washington Commanders. So, Ray, where are you at with those, those first four picks? It's We've seen a lot of this already. We've seen these players mocked there a lot. So where how do you feel about this, and where do you think Reed's head is at with these picks?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think when, when I look at Detroit, I, I know a lot of people are saying, ah, oh, you don't take a quarterback that has to sit that's a project. You don't take that quarterback at number two overall. But we all agree, and everybody's agreeing that Malik if, he's, if he can incubate, if he's got time to, to marinate, to sit, to learn, like the upside is crazy high. Everybody agrees that, that, that that's the case with Malik Willis. And I think Detroit is a good spot to sit and learn. I don't think Jared Goff is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He may not be the best, but he's shown that he can be a competent passer in the NFL. And I think there's no rush to put Malik Willis on the field behind Jared Goff. So I do think that's a good situation for him or any rookie quarterback to step into to learn, to develop. You've got a solid offensive line. We talked about this, right? Solid offensive line. Um, They've got weapons. I'm in Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, DJ Chark. They probably draft another wide receiver here. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, This is a good situation um, in my opinion. I think it's one of the best situations for a rookie quarterback to step into. So I like Malik at two. Jay, we keep talking about it. Ah, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Kenny Pickett's going to be the number six overall pick. I, if 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 I were going to put the mortgage and bet a large amount of money on any draft slot for any player, it would be Carolina taking Kenny Pickett. They cannot roll out Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker or whomever else it is at quarterback and expect that team to be competent. So I, I like it. Um, Jets are going wide receiver. We continue to talk about this. Is it Wilson? Is it Olave? Is it London? Is it Burks? Is it Jameson Williams? We're seeing all kinds of receivers here. So flip a coin. I'm fine with Garrett Wilson here. I asked the question again, what does this do for Elijah Moore? They seem sort of like redundant assets to me. In my opinion, it would... It just seems redundant. I I, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, Drake London's not a good fit in New York. I actually wholeheartedly disagree. I think it's a great fit. You put Drake London with Elijah Moore. I think you've got a uh, big-bodied possession-type receiver that can stretch the field. Let Elijah Moore do what he does well, commanding targets out of the slot at the flanker Z position. I think it's a great fit uh, for Drake London in New York, but other people see otherwise. Uh, You put him in Washington, you know, him with Terry McLaurin. That's a formidable offensive uh, tandem at the wide receiver position. I think that would be a good spot for Drake London, help Terry McLaurin out as well. He's been the only competent pass catcher there over the past three years. So they need an upgrade um, at the uh, wide receiver position. So I like those first four picks from Jordan. Uh, I'll, I'll tackle the next ones if that's cool, Jay. Just go through the go through the next couple. Um, so we've got uh, the New Orleans Saints selecting Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. The Green Bay Packers go with Chris Olave out of Ohio State, and we've got to throw in the Dallas Cowboys pick. It isn't fantasy relevant in the terms of you're going to start um, a, a positional player from this draft, but I would be ecstatic if the Cowboys selected Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, um, plug-and-play guy. I know he's got short arms i know people are a little concerned um he's nasty i love him i would love that fit for dallas would be over the moon happy and I would buy a Tyler Linderbaum jersey if that in case uh, were in, in 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 fact were the case uh, we see the Tennessee Titans select Traylon Burks at 26 we're seeing more and more of this in mocks Traylon Burks to Tennessee and the Kansas City Chiefs they don't trade up they do get a wide receiver at the back of the first round and it's Jahan Dotson the wide receiver out of Penn State so we see three more wide receive four more wide receivers excuse me come off of the board in this mock after pick 19. Um, No running backs, no more quarterbacks, no tight ends. What are your thoughts uh, with these landing spots and the players who fell into these
1: slots? I like it a lot. You know, I didn't expect to see Jamison Williams at 19 there to the Saints, but, you know, like we saw in the past week, the Saints traded for a second first-round pick at 19, and the other one was at 16. They actually took Charles Cross in this mock at 16, so they build the offensive line like we talked about last week, and they get an explosive playmaker, and I I think it's a really good fit. You know, we know what Michael Thomas does, and the one thing he doesn't really do is stretch the field. What the Saints need is a field stretcher and a guy who can dominate on the outside, and that is Jamison Williams. Chris Olave to the Green Bay Packers is interesting. I think it's a good fit from the standpoint of Rodgers likes to get the ball out quick. They need someone that can get in and out of routes. Like we've talked about experience, going to know the playbook quickly, going to develop quickly, and is going to be ready to play week one. Then you talk about Traylon burst in Tennessee. I'm seeing this more and more. I don't really know how I feel about it because I just don't think he can overtake AJ Brown as the alpha. No. So if you think, you know, the no, can't. beta role in Tennessee isn't going to be a very fruitful one on a low pass, uh, passing offense. Then Jahan Dotson. I don't, I don't get it. I, I think that, hmm. you know, he can be a good receiver on that offense. I just don't know how he really fits into like, how is he much better than what Juju does already, right? Like, you can say what you want about Juju, but I think that Jahan Dodson and Juju can do similar things well. They're both shifty. They both run good routes. They both can catch the ball well. Jahan Dodson maybe more more ready to play outside, but we don't know that he can do that and succeed at 5'9", what is he, 185 pounds? So, I think from that standpoint, I think it's a fine fit. I think they need a receiver. I just don't know if I would peg Jahan Dodson as the guy personally. Where are you at with some of these guys? And and more importantly, how do you feel about Chris Olave to Green Bay? Because I think that's going to be the most polarizing yeah. of these I, four picks.
0: I've been saying it. I think it's the best. When I look at wide receiver, team fit, quarterback fit, outside of – and I'm talking about within reason, right? Yes, I think Garrett yeah. Wilson would be a good fit there. I don't think there's any way in hell Garrett Wilson falls to 222. I love it. I I think this is a good, he is a technician. He's an experienced wide receiver. He's got the speed. I think he would step into the the number two role immediately and have a chance to develop as the season progresses with Aaron Rodgers to potentially be their number one wide receiver. Um, I, I think it's a great fit in Green Bay for Chris Olave. I like the fit of Chris Olave in Green Bay more than I do Traylon Burks. Um, more than, you know, Jamison Williams. I, I think it's one of the best scheme team fits for a wide receiver in this draft. Um, I, I still like Treylon in Tennessee. I think that would just make a, a very – I think that would help Ryan Tannehill, obviously. Um, and then you still have Robert Woods there. Let's not forget you've got Robert Woods there. Um, so he's got some experience to sort of learn behind those guys. And there's still a lot of question marks. I'm seeing a lot of Tennessee trade A.J. Brown talk. So not even for certain that he's going to be yeah. uh, with Tennessee long term. But that's round one. Let's jump into round two. Um, and we'll just go through a couple of picks really quickly. Uh, at 34, the Detroit Line and select Christian Watson at the top of the second. The Seattle Seahawks go quarterback with Matt Corral out of Ole Miss at 40. Uh, two picks later the Colts take Desmond Ritter at 42 and then five picks after that we see the Washington Commanders take a quarterback as well in Sam Howe so we see three quarterbacks go off the board within seven picks at the top of the second round I think that's a really good spot for a lot of these quarterbacks we'll talk about the landing spot in a second the Chicago Bears take Sky Moore so they get Justin Fields some wide receiver help at 48 at 53 the Green Bay Packers dip back into the wide receiver pool and they take George Pickens the wide receiver out of Georgia at 54 the New England Patriots. What a Patriots pick. Uh, what a Patriots pick. They take John Mechie third in the second round at pick 54, pairing him up with his college quarterback, Mac Jones. The Dallas Cowboys find some relief at wide receiver with South Alabama wideout Jalen Tolbert at 56. We see our first running back off the board at 57 in Brees Hall. The Packers go back to the offensive side of the ball, and they take tight end one, Trey McBride, at the back of the second at 59. And then 63, the hot name, Jelani Woods, who tests a lot faster than he plays. You watch any Jelani Woods, I'm just not in, man. He looks like just a big lumbering. Reminds me of Mo Cox. I know he tested like a ridiculous athlete, but he does not play fast at all. I'm just, I'm not in on it. Uh, But the Bengals take Jelani Woods at 63. So we see three quarterbacks off of the board, multiple wide receivers. We finally get a tight end and our running back one off the board. What are you thinking about these landing spots and draft capital
1: for these particular quarterbacks, Jay? So let's start with the quarterbacks, right? Like, I I think that more importantly, it's Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, right? They're all within a few picks of each other. In my opinion, Sam Howell, by far the best slot. I think that Washington's going to have the right plate pieces around him. They obviously have the best team. They're not rebuilding. You know, you've talked about how you like Matt Corral in Seattle. I'm I'm okay with it. This is the second time we've talked about this a little bit. And I think it could be a fit because, you know, Seattle is trying to, you know, unload some assets. We expect them to potentially trade DK to, you know, recuperate two first round picks, a first and a second, whatever they end up getting for him. And then you got Desmond Ritter in Indianapolis. And this is something we saw early on in the draft process, but then it's, you know, kind of been wavering since we've seen him as a borderline first round pick. We've seen him to Pittsburgh. We've seen him up super high in drafts but I think that Indy would be a good fit. You know, they brought in Matt Ryan, so they do have a solidified quarterback there for at least the year. And they all three of these quarterbacks outside of Matt Corral can kind of learn under a veteran, whether it's learning from Carson Wentz, learning from Matt Ryan. I think those are good spots for both these guys. I think they need a year to really develop. And then you have Corral who, you know, I know that you love Corral and and I I I don't know if I want to throw him into the fire, but I do. I mean, he, he would get thrown to the fire, and he may not have DK, and it, it, it could be really bad early for Corral. He's going to have DK. If you believe DK in, is going to be there. DK is going to If you be believe there. in Pete, that's fine. But I think I would be considering, you know, Sam Howell in the back of the first if he went to Washington early in the second round.
0: I think they were all good spots for the quarterbacks. I think Washington's a good spot for Sam. I think India's a great spot for Ritter. And I yeah. think Seattle seems to be the spot for Matt Corral. There's no way. They're gonna roll out, you know, Drew Locke and nobody else. I think they're taking a quarterback. We'll see which one they feel confident in. I am still a big Matt Corral fan, um, as were half of the world. Uh, yeah. You know, throughout the college football season, I don't know why a stock is taking a dip, um, but I'm still Matt Corral QB one. Uh, you know, if he gets this type of draft capital, he's still going to be a first round pick in super flex drafts. Um, Scott Moore to Chicago. I love that pick. Christian Watson to Detroit, uh, some time to learn behind, you know, DJ Chark. He's got all the, the measurables and the athleticism that you want. Um, but he's still an FCS wide receiver transitioning to the NFL. Um, so learning with Amon Ross St. Brown with DJ Chark, with some of those older veterans, uh, probably would help him out quite a bit. And everyone's saying, that. I forgot to say where Brees Hall went, but I said RB one to Buffalo RB one. Breece Hall, Buffalo Bills at pick 57 seems to be the hot noise. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Buffalo does at running back. We all want him, all want Buffalo to take a running back. They, they seem to play fine. It doesn't seem like running back was the issue as to why they lost, um, you know, in the playoffs. But that would be a home run spot. I mean, Breece Hall to Buffalo, my goodness. Trey McBride to Green Bay. Uh, RIP Josiah DeGuarra told you to stash him for low. <laughs> If that happens, it's over, right? But he didn't cost you anything. And if it doesn't, he's still got a shot. Uh, The the Cowboys going with Jalen Tolbert, I kind of like the fit. I mean, him and CeeDee Lamb, a physical presence, and Jalen Tolbert. I actually really like that uh, for Dallas. You know, again, lower level of competition. will need some time to incubate and to to bake and to get better. But I kind of like the fit for Dallas and Dak Prescott. What are your thoughts on John Mechie to New England? Kind of a... I mean, if you're going to take her, it's a, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, you know, it's, John Metry, the thing about him is he's a really well-coached kid out of Alabama yeah. by Nick Saban. Yeah, so, the you know, he's going to really fall in line. He's going to know the playbook. He's going to be, you know, first one in, last one out. First of all, I mentioned on the show I love John Metry. I think there's a world where he really could be He probably should be the slot he probably should take Jacoby myers's job but the the thing for me is he won't right the patriots don't have the weapons on the outside for that to happen so i think that mechie would be forced outside into a role that maybe isn't best suited for him in the nfl and so he would struggle early but i think if he was able to take over that slot role we know that the Patriots system and the way that they play, that could be very fruitful for them. And as well, the connection with Matt Jones, Mac Jones is important because we've seen how that can help some of these rookie quarterbacks early in their careers. Yep. And that's another reason why I do like the fit, but I just don't like it from the standpoint of I don't really want Patriots wide receivers. They haven't shown the ability to develop. They haven't shown the ability to draft. It's a fine pick. You know, I expected him to go second, third round. And I think that the ACL injury is dropping him a little bit. He's more talented than people give him credit for. Mm. But, you know, again, it depends on how you feel about him. Do I like him over Jalen Tolbert? It depends. And in Dallas, I think that's a better spot for a wide receiver. So, I don't know. The the pick (laughs) I don't like more than anything is Sky Moore, man. Sky Moore likes Chicago. I don't like Chicago. That's the problem. I don't. I like what he does well. I think he, he can fit with Fields, but Fields has been just throwing the ball deep more than he's throwing the ball short. So if Sky Moore is going to be an intermediate guy and, and assuming that they keep um, Darnell Mooney on the outside, I don't really know how good of a fit that is for Sky Moore and, and kind of what his outlook looks like in that offense. And as well, I don't like the offense. So I, I, I don't really want him to yeah. go there. I think that Pickens would be the wide receiver one in Green Bay in short order. I don't, people, I don't think people should get Whoa. it twisted. Yeah, 100%. Don't, Whoa. don't, don't, 100%. If Pickens goes in the second round and you take Olave in the first, Olave is not the wide receiver one because he was taken first. I think that Pickens would be the ex wide receiver and he would operate in that fashion. It's just this is the order you have to take them in to get those guys in the draft. This is just playing the draft board and what you expect to happen. So you need to take Olave in the first because he's going to be a first round pick. And then you take Pickens in the second. I think it's a great situation. The Packers, like you said, reloading Pickens, Olave. And Trey McBride is a great start to a new offense for Aaron Rodgers I, in this new I contract. I do
0: not get where this is coming from. Like, I don't get it. Like, the, the question is, for those of y'all listening on the phone, is it concerning that everyone's favorite this must be from Canada because how they spell favorite. I've learned, Jay. I've learned. I've learned from you. There you go. Everyone's favorite wide receiver Drake London has someone on his hip like every catch. Where are we getting this at? Like I just posted a go to Ray GQ's Twitter. I posted two plus minutes of of Drake London. There's nobody like. Where do people? <laughs> YouTube is YouTube is a hell of a drug because if you watch any any bit of of actual game film, this is so far from the truth. It's 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 just not accurate. I'm not I'm not crapping on Johnny Little crap and that that is li- Lily crap and that that is not I'm not making fun of someone's name. That's what the YouTube name says. I'm not making fun. This is so far from the truth. It's 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 maddening at this point. Like, go watch a game and you tell me if somebody is on his hip every single play. That or or and I know he's not saying or she every single reception. But this is this is this is not true. Like I I don't I don't get it. Um it's just it's this is not true. That's that's all I can say. This is not true. Um lily lily crap that is the name and i'm not being funny okay Round three of Jay Reed's mock, and we'll kind of go through these a little faster. We've got the Giants at 67, going with Greg Dolchich. I like him at tight end. The Texans at 68, selecting Kenneth Walker III. The Atlanta Falcons, 74, selecting Calvin Austin. The Cleveland Browns take Antoine Pierce, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati, our favorite wide receiver in this draft. The Houston Texans, again, back up at 80. They take Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver out of Boise State. The Atlanta Falcons back up at 82, and they select Isaiah Spiller. Falcons get Isaiah Spiller. The Eagles go Wondell Robinson. The Detroit Lions go back to the wide receiver pool and take David Bell. The Saints get a quarterback in Carson Strong. The Miami Dolphins take James Cook, another running back to a very messy backfield. And the Kansas City Chiefs take the slow and unathletic Isaiah Likely, as evidenced by his RES score that we saw the other day, 4-8 for Isaiah Likely in round three. So there goes your day two draft capital Right there. We got two running backs, two tight ends. We got a quarterback. We got multiple wide receivers. What are your favorite landing spots here for me? Um, it, it's quite obvious. It's uh, uh, Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller for me. Walker to Houston, Spiller mm-hmm. to Atlanta. Uh, I think those are two home run landing spots with requisite draft capital, which should solidify both of those guys. I mean, Kenneth Walker was already solidified as a first-round rookie draft pick. This would solidify uh, Isaiah Spiller probably going in that 109 to 111 range in Superflex rookie drafts. Um, James Cook to Miami, no interest. I mean, at that point, like, it's even messier, no interest whatsoever. Wondell Robinson to Philly not the wide receiver that Philadelphia Eagles fans were hoping for and we have not forgotten an Eagles pick this is their first wide receiver selected um so a bunch of Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith which I'm fine with as as a manager of both across multiple dynasty leagues what are your thoughts favorite picks in this draft and I do like the Giants grabbing uh the tight end out of UCLA at the top of the third
1: so I think like you said, right, it's all about K-9 and Isaiah Spiller as the two marquee picks here. I don't actually mind Greg Dolchich at uh, 67 to the uh, New York Giants. I think it's a good fit with Kyle Rudolph leaving. And so there's a, vague, a vacant spot there for him to potentially fill that role. And we've seen how athletic he is at the Combine. He's, it's a role that he could fill pretty easily. I'm curious how David Bell would fit into this Detroit offense, right? You got, you're got already talking about taking Christian Watson. You got Malik Willis. You got Amara St. Brown. You got... DJ Shark for a year. You got uh, TJ Hawkinson. It's just a lot of guys. And I guess they're just trying to, you know, put together talent and ultimately it'll weed out who the guys who play are. Carson Strong to the Saints is interesting because if you pair Carson Strong with. You know Michael Thomas and Jamison Williams, and maybe they bring in another guy. Like I think there is a world where that could be a decent fit if the veteran quarterbacks don't work out. So I kind of like the fit. I think it's pretty good. But it, for me, it's all about the running backs here. Khalil Shakur, okay in Houston. Again, it's about open targets. About right. What do
0: you think about Pearson Cleveland, man? With uh, with Deshaun Watson.
1: It's fine, right? I think if you're making that pick, you're assuming that DPJ is probably on the way out. I think that's kind of the way that he can kind of fit into the offense. I don't. He's not going to replace Amari Cooper, right? No. Unless Amari Cooper moves to the slot, which I don't see happening, then you have DPJ probably at the X, and then you got David and Njoku at tight end. He would just be a backup, right? And him and Anthony Schwartz are probably trying to split time for the outside role. <laughs> Marlon said, uh, if, "He
0: said if we wait to draft the wide receiver till late day two, I'm flying to Philly and burning it down. <laughs> FBI at Marlon's door, real uh, quick. Marlon, uh, I just, I just added you to the feds. I'm sorry, man." Sorry,
1: Wondell, don't burn it down. I don't know man do it. Do yeah. I even care if wandel goes there? I just I, I, I think I'm just out on wandel I, I think yeah. maybe third round. I'm like maybe but Nick Siriano is gonna have him running the uh, the Rondell Moore specials And i'm just i'm out at that point <laughs> yeah. I don't want him. So I think we can move on to the fourth because I don't want James Go Cook either in Miami yeah. He's Go ahead, uh, nailed good. it. good Give the highlights in the fourth. I mean Okay, so first pick, right? We got Justin Ross to the Jaguars. We got Jerome Ford to the Jets. Tyler Algier to Denver. Jeremy Ruckert to the Saints. Romeo Dubs to the Colts. Kevin Austin to the Ravens. Kyle Phillips to the Bills. Tennessee taking Chigazima Okwang. I don't even know how to say that. Good job, good job. You you
0: did a good job. Cut it out of Maryland.
1: Pierre Strong to the Chiefs. That's interesting. And then you got Taequann Thornton out of Baylor to Pittsburgh and Bailey Zappi to Tennessee in the fourth round.
0: And you love you some Justin Ross. How do you like that, Uh, pairing him up with this college quarterback in the fourth round?
1: I mean, Jay Reed said it. He, he, He laid it out for you, pairing him with the college quarterback. There's not a better fit for Justin Ross than to go to the top of the fourth to the Jaguars, right? The Jaguars don't have any capable pass catchers. We know this. Sorry, Christian Kirk, you got the bag, but you're not necessarily going to command all these targets unless there's nobody there. So if you get Justin Ross there, if he is healthy and you know things do start to go his way, there is a world where he could be the alpha. He's been the alpha before on an offense with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. So I think this is the best case scenario in an offense that would really fit his skills and probably quite similar to what they ran at Clemson. I also really like Tyler Algier to Denver. I think it's a good backup plan for Javante Williams, and I'm not really sure how that managers feel about that but if anything ever happens i think he would slot into that role and fill that void pretty easily and then talk about jerome Ford to the jets to be the compliment to michael carter that's another fit that i'm starting to be be happy with but we'll see because in round five they take another running back so i'm not really too happy about that but the bigger thing is pierre strong to the chiefs you know you've talked about pierre strong and how you like his game but you know we haven't seen the all 22 so it's hard to Fully assess. I like but
0: him though, man. I like him again. I like him from, it's a vital running the back YouTube situation highlights. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. All right, round five. Let's go, Giants. Rashad White at uh, 147 in round in round five. Uh, the Cowboys, doesn't matter. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I think this is good for Travis Etienne. They take Hassan Haskins, who would be the bruiser back in that offense if he got an opportunity. Uh, the Colts take Charlie Kohler. Jay, we talked about how slow we thought he was <laughs> while I was on the future cast. Do you know what he ran at his pro day? Carpentier told me he was like a four. Must have been a five, four seven. Four, four, no, no, it was like four way. five four six. Yeah, man. No way. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I, I said the same thing. Man. He,
1: That's wild. I he I he does not look that fast. <laughs> I've
0: lost a lot of money because I did not imagine him being that fast. So the Colts take Kohler. Saints get Jake Ferguson, who, uh, sorry, Adam Troutman, truthers. I think Ferguson's a better He's tight good, end. Man. He's a better tight end than Adam Troutman. The Eagles take Brian Robinson in the fifth round. The Jets take Zamir White. There goes a lot of people's RB1 here in the fifth round to the Jets. The Titans take Damian Pierce, um, also in the fifth round. uh, the New England takes a tight end out of San Diego State. It's not going to work. Uh, Tyler Beatty-Batty to San Francisco at the back of the fifth. And then we've got Vellis Jones from the Giants. Uh, uh, Vellis Jones from Tennessee being selected by the Giants in the fifth round. We move to round six. Um, Kyron Williams to Arizona in round six. I'm looking at the notable picks. We get Kyron Williams off of the board. um, Ty Chandler to the Rams at the back of the sixth, as well as quarterback out of Notre Dame, Jack Cohen to the Los Angeles Rams in the sixth round. And then rounding out round seven, are there any sleepers that we like? Abram Smith, the running back out of Baylor to Tampa Bay uh, at the back of the seventh round. Jalen Weidemeyer, almost Mr. Irrelevant, but he goes to the Arizona Cardinals in round seven. Uh, Sincere McCormick to the Chargers, Kennedy Brooks to Carolina, and nothing really else of consequence to talk about here uh, from round six for fantasy purposes. Uh, No love for Abe Smith? I said Abe Smith. Yeah, I said Abe Smith to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I I mean, seventh round running back. I have no interest in him. (laughs) I mean, just a late round dart throw um, at this point. And uh, yeah, that is the fantasy relevant players from Reed's Mock. So, Real quick, let's just talk these running backs in round five. Rashad White to the Giants, Zamir White to the Jets, Brian Robinson to the Eagles, and Damian Pierce to the Titans. How do you feel about those four landing spots for these running backs? And I'll just say for me, Jay, this feels around where they probably should go, round five. I don't think these are round two running backs. We both like Rashad White. I think he's a day three running back. Damian Pierce, I like him. He's a day three running back. Zamir White, I like him. In my opinion, I'm not taking Zamir White. Like, if you're an NFL team, I, I just can't take that type of running back who doesn't catch the ball, who has had two, I don't care how good he looks now. He's torn his knee up twice, each knee. I can't take those guys on day two. I can't take him with a round two pick. I can't take him with a round three pick. Brian Robinson, I like his game. I'm not taking them on round one or round two. I think round four, round five is probably where we see some of these running backs come off of the board. So how do you feel about, and I, and I forgot to mention Hassan Haskins at Jacksonville, which running back would you have more interest in if this, in fact, played out? Um, for me, Jay, it would probably be Zamir uh, in New York with Michael Carter. Okay. I mean, what is Damian Pierce going to do behind Derrick Henry besides watch? Besides watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Haskins going to do? He's not going to get the passing down work in Jacksonville. B. Rob and Philly—that just seems like that's a bad just seemed, It just—you got Jalen Hurts, uh, Miles Sanders. They brought back Boston Scott. You've got Kenny Gainwell. Now you put Brian Robinson in the
1: mix. Well, you think about it—they're just reuniting college teammates. Brian Robinson and Jalen yeah. Hurts from back in yeah. the day, 2017 yeah. All Stars at Alabama. But um, yeah. I, I'm surprised you mentioned Rashad White. Rashad White, yeah, he'll have to sit for the first year. But do we really expect Saquon to be back for year Man. two? and so i mean if you're taking a shot i don't mind taking a shot on rashad white if you assume saquon's gone which i think every indication is that he will be gone and then you talk about you know to your point zamir white on the jets hoping for that immediate playing time but i think he's going to split with carter and kind of like we saw at georgia with zamir white and james cook you have the passing down back and the primary back and it's a good fit and then you know but again the three running backs there because they also drafted jerome ford so i'm not really sure if white beats out jerome ford but again if you're projecting spots that's kind of where i would go brian robinson you're basically praying he's jordan howard so again at that point do i want him not really tyler Beatty, maybe if you want to take a shot in san francisco but not a whole lot of confidence because elijah mitchell looked great there even though he's drafted low looked great played super well and was the bell cow in that offense hassan haskins Indifferent, you know. Don't like. Yeah. As to quote my man Ray G, it would be uh, I'm flaccid on the uh, situation. Yeah. It's yeah, it's flaccid. not very interesting, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Mm-mm. It's maybe could be a decent fit for a few touchdowns.
0: Um, and for those are asking, Jay asked about Bo Melton. Bo Melton was selected by San Francisco in the sixth round. Um, and for a lot of people out there, I remember talking about Kevin Harris a while ago, and people are like, who the hell is Kevin Harris? And now a yeah. lot of people are like, yo, I kind of like this Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris was not drafted. Bam Knight, not drafted. Keontae Ingram, not drafted. Jerion Ely not drafted. Tyrion Davis-Price, per this mock, not drafted. Deshaun um, Corbin, Snoop Conner, Tyler Goodson, none of those guys were drafted. So um, they they would be priority type free agents. I like yep. Kevin Harris, too. You know, like if if when the first round of waivers go um, after the NFL draft and our rookie drafts, I will be targeting um, a Kevin Harris. But Perlis Mock, he, Keontae Ingram, um, we're not drafted. I've got to ask you about Kyron Williams and how you feel about him in round six to Arizona, where right now it's James Conner, it's Eno Benjamin, and it's nobody. there's nobody else there. What do you think about Kyron in Arizona? I actually like the fit, and I think if this were to play out, six-round draft capital, nothing to get excited about. But I think the back of the third, mid-back of the third round of rookie drafts is where I'd feel comfortable taking uh, Kyron, another one of those guys where the tape looks good, testing was god-awful. What what are you thinking about Kyron here um, to
1: Arizona in the sixth round? I think it's a good fit, right? I think they're going to need a guy to play out of the backfield because they can't just have James Conner run all those routes. And maybe they can think they can do that. But I think that it's a great fit for Kyron Williams. You know, they need a creative offense. They need some spread. They need, you know, holes to be open, not a whole lot of, you know, just drop back, eye formation. They're going to run out of shotgun, which is what he's familiar with, right? And so I think it's a good fit with all the guys there, but I still don't love it. You know, again, he's sixth round pick. We'll see what to yeah, make of I get it. it. I like, honestly, Ray, I don't think, I don't necessarily believe that there's any situation where I wouldn't consider Ty Chandler over him. You know, there's similar draft capital in the sixth mm. round, but I know that he will fit in with the Rams, regardless of what you think about Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, whoever's there at running back. Yeah. I think that Ty Chandler fits in much better on the Rams than Kyron Williams does on Arizona. A lot of good picks, um, in my opinion, You know, obviously dart throws in, this, in the sixth round. But we didn't even mention Grant Calcaterra going to yeah. Jacksonville. I think that's another really good fit. You know, formerly out of Oklahoma, really productive tight end. Just, you know, he retired from football, came back, now finally being drafted. He could be a guy that people really sleep on and don't take because they don't really know the name and they're not familiar with how productive he used to be at Oklahoma, but playing for Jacksonville, again, another good spot, playing for a coach who used to throw to the tight end a lot. So I think it's a spot that could be very fruitful. And I don't mind Cole Turner also going to Minnesota. You know, I talked about talked to you about him. Um, now with Tyler Conklin being gone, there's another spot for someone to fill. I know everyone wants Irv Smith to be the guy, but if he's not the guy, they're going to need a tight end there to kind of fill that role. I'll tell you who I like, man. I, the more I'm thinking about this, Ty Chandler in L.A., <laughs>
0: I mean, that's a good Darryl Henderson replacement, and I think he would push Cam Akers just to get on the field some, how dynamic he is. Um, And I also like Sneaky. It's round seven. It's late. But Sincere McCormick to the Chargers. They need another running back to complement Austin Eckler. Sincere is more of a banger, in my opinion, um, than he is an elusive, explosive, you know, high-level Austin Eckler-type running back. I, I kind of like that to to the Chargers in round seven. Um, when I'm saying like, I'm I'm using that term in the you know fourth round rookie draft pick. But I would be I'd be pretty in on sincere McCormick in this mock um, that that Jordan Reed did. So I think there were a lot of interesting landing spots in this one. And mm-hmm. you know, again, as much as I like Brian Robinson and Zamir White, I just. It, I think day three is more appropriate, whether that's early day three, mid, late three, or day uh, late day three. I think that's more appropriate range for these running backs. And this is a position that the NFL just does not seem to value, man. They just don't seem to value um, running backs to that degree. I know some people thought 57 for Brees Hall to Buffalo was late. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Sounds I mean, about right. Sounds about right. When we saw, you know, last year in 2020 – We saw, you know, some of the top running backs in the draft class come off of the board um, in the second round. Uh, I still think the second round is turning into the new first round for the running back position. So this uh, this mock should be kind of chalky the first couple of picks. But I think by the time we get to 104, 105, things will get interesting when we do this exercise on Thursday. Jay, any final takeaways from this mock? And I'm putting you on the spot here. Your favorite pick of this mock was
1: who? I think it was probably George Pickens more than any of them. Like, we've talked about George Pickens going to play with Rodgers, and I think it's a great fit. Um, I know people are going to be like, oh, well, what about Chris Alave? But I think that that just makes them more deadly on offense, right? We've seen them as a one-show type of offense with only Devontae Adams. But imagine if Rodgers has Lazard and Pickens and Alave and McBride, that's a very capable offense and, and one that I think Pickens would really thrive in and not have the pressure of having to be the sole guy there, which I think is really important playing for Rodgers and knowing that it will take some time to kind of mesh and gel overall. I love Alave. I think Pickens, though, has a much higher ceiling in that offense, and Olave can mask the pressure of having to be the top dog in Green Bay right away. What do you think about this draft and where are you at?
0: My favorite pick um, in this draft, and I think for a variety of reasons, one The skill set of the player, two, the landing spot of the player, and three, what I believe the value this player would have if it happened and if he got on the field early, which you look at the running backs ahead of him, uh, it's not stiff competition. But Pierre Strong in the fourth round to Kansas City, probably my favorite pick. It would be easy to go, uh, okay, Spiller in the third to Atlanta. It's a great fit. Houston with Kenneth Walker, of course, that's a great fit. But when you're talking about a player whose value hasn't really caught up to, I believe, the production in his game, I do think that's Pierre Strong. And if Pierre Strong gets uh, mid-round four draft capital to Kansas City, he's going to be a second-round rookie pick. And I think he's better than Ronald Jones and probably Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So uh, whether you – Use the landing spot of Kansas City to your advantage to flip for you know 23 picks or 24 picks. It's definitely a route in which you can go. Or you held the player and said, I think he's a much better running back than Clyde and or Ronald Jones. I want to roll with Pierre Strong. I, I-, I love the fit. I love the selection. I love the fit. I think it's my favorite pick in this draft is Pierre Strong to Kansas City in the fourth round. While I like a lot of the other landing spots, obviously, right? I love Treylon in Tennessee. Um, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Walker in Houston. I think my favorite spot um, in this mock was 100% Kansas City selecting Pierre Strong, and I think we're going to see that reflected in the – we keep doing super flex mocks. Do you want to do – do you want to switch it up and do a single oh, quarterback? Yes. we got to uh, – do you want to
1: switch it up? We can we'll do see. it for this week. For this week. We'll do it this let's week. Let's get for
0: sure. let's get let's do it. I think it will make it even more difficult. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna make it even harder. People ask us mock. for the
1: drop off at one QB. You'll see it on Thursday. Yeah, it'll probably it. be right where be we exercise. told you to Two one, two, two is Shit, where I think. It'll I think it'll be it at. might
0: be a little higher than that. But we'll do a single quarterback mock for Thursday. We've been doing superflex. We gotta show love to the one QBers out there. Jay, any final thoughts uh you wanna say on the show and give us the rundown of what we're doing this week, man.
1: So this week, well, I'm trying to think now because we were we've been changing it up a little bit. But we did this show today. Tomorrow was supposed to be top ten dynasty QBs. We'll see. Wednesday is going to be a trade show. So for everyone who's been asking about trade shows, trade shows, trade shows, that will be on Wednesday. And then Thursday we will be doing the actual review of the mock draft we do based off of this. So with the patrons, some of our high tier highs and members, we'll do another mock draft. We'll show you the results. We'll give you all the picks. And then we'll talk about, you know, one QB will be interesting. But, yeah, so Tuesday, tomorrow's show, we'll see if anything happens. Maybe we'll do that show, Um, do the top ten dynasty quarterbacks. But Wednesday will be a trade show, and then Thursday will be the mock draft show.
0: Be the mock draft show. Marlon, shout out. He said just got uh, Patreon for the first time. It's only right to join the all gas community. By the way, your frat brother, Omega Sci Fi, Q Dogs, baby, the nasty Q Dogs in the building. Uh Jock, my 07 Sans from LSU, Theta Kappa in the building, is in my Dynasty League Small World. Appreciate it. Uh, Marlon, appreciate y'all tapping in this week. And yes, as Jay alluded to, we've got a good show. We got the trade show on Wednesday. We've got quarterbacks. Sorry, Jay. I was I was reading it. So did you say quarterbacks tomorrow? Do we yes. Okay, quarterback should gonna, be tomorrow. That's just going to be a shit show right there because there's going to be some dissension within the top 10, and you know we're going to give you top 12, stuff like that. Uh, Wednesday, Dynasty Trade Show, and then, yes, Thursday, single quarterback mock. We love the single quarterbacks out there. We love no, we everybody don't. tapping. it. <laughs> Stop, Jay. Get
1: off Re- the top. Look at what Remy said. Remy just sent you another super chat.
0: What did he say? What did he, We got another super chat? Oh, man. Look at this, man. I'm going to pay you to do a 1QB league. Please do it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it we'll goes. See. We'll see how it goes. Well, y'all have a fantastic start of the week. Have a beautiful Monday. Be blessed. Enjoy life. Have fun. Thank y'all for waking up for us. Subscribe to the podcast. Comment for the algorithm. Hit the thumbs up button. Tell your friends. Tell your girlfriend. Tell your boyfriend. Tap into the all gas community. And we'll see y'all tomorrow. We out of this thing. Peace.